Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JB Podcast Network. The main event, the Bachelor Roundup. Joe Vore, Daniel McGuire, you know him from these recaps. And, of course, also Bachelorette Season 12, Bachelor in Paradise Seasons 3 and 4. Daniel, we had our fantasy suites last night. Love is in the air. It's so romantic. I mean, does this just bring you back? Does this just bring you back to your Bachelor roots, man? And you're just like... I just miss it so much. I wish I could go back and be hanging with Chris Harrison before he was canceled and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I didn't, uh, well, actually, I did have fun. I, I did have a fantasy sweep, but I never had any Ooh. magical moments in there. Ah, was that uh, Paradise, obviously? Yeah, Paradise. That was 2017, so Ooh. four years ago now. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't really bring back memories so long ago. <laughs> Brings back nightmares. Show. Brings back nightmares, maybe. No nightmares. No, no nightmares. But uh, when I'm watching these girls say, like, you know, I love you and this and that, because I wonder, you know, if the producers would be like, okay, now say it, now say it. This is the time to say it or whatever. It says, you know, because they're obviously getting some instructions. Right. It's like Saturday Night Live. It's all cue cards. Chris Harrison's just pointing at some intern holding up a sign that says, fucking say it. I love you. Say it. And I won't give away too many details, but... No, please. Well, what's weird is the one girl said, oh, it's such a relief to finally be able to say I love you. Was that Michelle or who was that? No, that was... Uh, was I it Michelle? I think it was Michelle because you said it and I asked you and you said it was Michelle. Was it from the first date, first girl? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, Michelle went first, so it would have been her. Yeah. So do you think the so was are you saying that maybe she was being held back from saying it from outside outside people other than herself? No, I just I mean for me it just this sounds weird like such a relief like I understand maybe she wanted to say to him before but the way it came across was like oh man it's such a relief that I finally broke up with him because right. I dated butts and I didn't want to do it because. He just got fired from his job or whatever, but it was so just, it was kind of weird, but obviously I'm just probably looking into to it too much. Yeah. I mean, everything's weird on this show. Like we've talked about and we'll get to, you know, in, in what world we see it with, I think it was Michelle on that first one where, you know, she says, I'm falling in love with you. I'm in love with you. And in what world does a girl not freak out when the guy doesn't say anything back but he kisses her. It, only in the world of the Bachelor and Bachelorette is that like a win for you. Otherwise, I mean, if I, you know, if I was with a girlfriend and I said it to her, or she said it to me and the other person didn't say it back, that would be a major issue. It would be like, oh God, we're breaking up because we're not on the same page here. Our feelings aren't the same. And also what, in what world it would it be that, you know, uh, Rachel, She's the third girl going to get going. I, don't know, I was going to say something bad, but uh, you know, she's going to now go on the fantasy suites possibly. And I don't know if it's three nights in a row. Well, I mean, we'll thank, call- God they check for, thank God they check for STDs and everything like that. But well, let's- she, she was like freaking out and she's like, damn. And I'm like, I don't blame her. I mean, you're a guy that you might be marrying and you're going to be seen in a couple of days, just probably slept with, uh, you know, two girls before you pretty weird yeah just just call it what it is these two girls spent an entire day with matt 
and a night with Matt. And they come back with big smiles on their face. They're glowing. And the worst thoughts are running through your head. Best case scenario, no one. They just cuddled. But still, that kills you inside. Worst case scenario, Matt banged their, they both, they fucked each other's brains out. And then you're like, what the hell? And then also, you know, let's say, let's just play hypothetical here because that's what we do. Bree sleeps with them. Their day goes really well, but because it didn't go as well as the others or Matt's feelings for her isn't as strong as it is for Michelle and Rachel and they have what in in her mind, well, not in her mind and probably anybody's mind is a great day and a great night with someone. And then you just got to go home. It's done. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty strange. I mean, and these girls are, they're coming, they're showing up one after another, all glowing and happy. It's like, well, and now Rachel's, it's her turn. It's, I'm surprised they even like, it's still allowed on TV in a sense almost, you know, especially because they try to be so woke and so right. appropriate and, you know, whatever. And then, you know, these girls are, you know, now it's your turn to go bang, you know, Matt. It is, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm surprised, you know, with the pandemic, maybe sponsorships are down. Uh, I'm hearing for like four installments of 20, of 1999, they actually uh, filmed the entire night and you can buy it on their website. Really? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyways, you know, we're kind of ran- oh, sorry, ran- I thought you meant the show, sorry, I thought you meant the, the, the TV show itself, but not like a porno movie. No, I, I was saying no, like the, uh, you know, since sponsorships are down, they're trying to bring in some extra revenue. So for the first time ever, the cameras were inside the fantasy suites all night. And uh, just for, uh, you know, yeah. one of those Spike TV 3 in the, three a.m. commercials, just uh, four payments, 1999. And you can watch Matt bang three girls in like five nights. That's pretty, it's crazy. That's, that's, a, that's the reality of it. Yeah, yeah no, it, it very well could be. Here's a question for you. Speaking of the woke police, were you offended when you saw Chris Harrison? Do you think they should have blurred his face out? No. I mean, I mean, I like again. I, I didn't even see the whole interview or whatever the, the thing is. And I mean, again, they filmed it. Uh, if they blurred his face out, that'd be weird. Honestly, it would have been hilarious. That that would have been like a comedy. Move. That or, would be actually pretty funny, no. just because that was how messed up that would be. I was but, thinking yeah. too. Remember when the notes get delivered, basically the date cards, right? And Chris Harrison writes them and he signs them. How funny would it have been if they blurred out his face and then when the girl would read his name, they just bleeped out his name? That would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be pretty. I, I was I was watching the uh, the show with my roommate last night. I'm like, how funny would it be if she just reads this whole romantic letter and as soon as she says Chris Harrison, it's just beep. Can't say it. Can't say it. Um, so so we, we're kind of all over the place here, but Michelle, let's let's go in order here. So let's talk about Michelle. She gets the first date card. And um, so before we get into this too, I want to know, obviously when you were on The Bachelorette, you didn't make it to Fantasy Suites, but you did say you had a Fantasy Suite in Bachelor in Paradise. From I know your friends and in contact with some of these people or have been o- over the years since you've been on the show. What sort of stories, insights do you have into these fantasy suites? Like, do you Not have much any? Besides, well, with mine, it's basically you know they're filming and they're like basically okay, bye, and then you shut the door and then yeah, you're just on your own with no cameras there. Is it weird um, to adjust when you've been on camera together the whole time and the cameras aren't there, or is it sort of a relief? Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little. I mean, not really because I mean, well, my filming period, 
you know, you know, you know, five, 10, 15 days sort of thing. So it's not like, uh, with these guys, potential eight weeks or whatever it is. Um, so I'm sure it's a little more different for Matt cause you know, he's filming every day for eight weeks. Right. Focus on him and then all of a sudden to have some alone time. Yeah, it would be, would be a little interesting. Um, and then also before Michelle, we have to talk about Matt's dad showing up. This was one of the more real moments I've seen on some of these shows. I mean, real, but at the same time, I'm like, it's almost seems like it's scripted. Like, but I don't know. Like, I mean, there was, was some, like, I was like, is this guy an actor? You know, obviously he's not, but I was just like the way the words were coming out and the whole scene and set up and stuff like that. I don't know. It was some pretty deep shit you, you hear about. So basically what happened is Matt's dad shows up. They're talking. We find out. Now, we really don't know anything about Matt's family up to this point. This is the first time we're learning anything about Matt. So this was different from that perspective. And then his dad shows up. Matt's mom left his dad because he was a cheater and he was starting like another family and it sounded like there was overlap, basically starting a family behind the back. And then his dad reveals that his dad, so Matt's grandpa, was killed when he was like super young. And I'm just like, oh my God, what's going on? Matt has that talking head where he's like, yeah, I'd show up and, you know, basically try to be the cool dad and bring, oh, here's the newest Nikes. Here's the newest cool shoes. Here's some pizza. Love me. I'm back. I'm dad. And Matt's basically like, I didn't need that shit, man. I needed a dad. I needed someone to to love me, to put my arm around me and teach me things. So Matt's crying. I'm just like, cheese and crackers, man. This is a lot of shit. Especially well, that's because... That's what I mean, though. It almost seemed like too, like, but, too good. I, I know, but at the same time, usually we, we see these things built up and Matt would have hinted at things along the way, but we really didn't have it. We were all kind of hit with it all at once, if that makes sense. I feel like it's different than other seasons where someone's been okay and it's different too because matt's never been on the show we don't know about anything about matt when we're dealing with someone that's been on the bachelorette and usually they make it pretty far to go on to be the bachelor so we hear their story for the most part while they're on the bachelorette and they're in fantasy suites and hometowns and then all of a sudden they're the bachelor and the stories just kind of become recycled because we've already heard them before yeah so I feel like that's, you know, the, the, the context um, is important there. Just like you, and you're even more skeptical of it because you've been on the inside, I just feel like because of uh, the context of it, it does make it a little bit different. We don't know Matt. This is all at once, and we really didn't get anything leading up. So it was kind of a, you know, here's my personal life, and it was all dumped on us at once. So a little bit different. Um, but yeah, and you know, you're a relationship expert, Daniel. So I want to ask you this. This is, you know, Matt turned out, other than kissing girls with his eyes open, you know, he seems like a pretty normal, awesome guy. I think he's been a great bachelor. But how does something like that, all of that baggage, while it may not be his, even though it's in his family, it's related to him, it obviously affects him. How do you think that affects his relationships? And that's pretty deep. Um, We're getting deep here. I mean, I mean, if you really had to look into this, it's a whole other episode. But it's one of those things. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I'm 36. You know, you have issues that go on in your life. It's kind of, I don't know, everyone's different, but it is. It's like it is what it is. You're still, I don't know, you're still yourself. Right. I mean, I want you to change or whatever. Maybe. 
he doesn't uh his with relationships he's a little more hesitant because of people cheating you know his dad right. cheating on his mother or whatever i don't know what do you think yeah no i i agree i think all of that stuff because i think you've mentioned it before and I, I think this is you know something you being skeptical to being on the inside you're you almost ask why some of these people are a little bit older. Like Matt's a little bit older. He's not old. He's in his late twenties, but still you're like good looking guy. Seems charming, charismatic. Why, why, why does he need the bachelor to find a oh, girlfriend? Come on, dude, get out of here. Like, first off, what guy's going to say no to being a bachelor? Um, and often, no, I get that. But what I'm saying often, is often he had all these often years. The, often, often the best, often the best catches are uh, single. And that's because they're available. They, they don't want to settle. They right. have more to offer and they're more picky. They, there's, you know, most, there's most, I hate to say, but most society are sheep. So there's a lot of sheep to hang out and find a compatible person for you. Cause there's a lot of people like that. Most people, you know, they're average. So it's easy to find someone else. Cause there's lots of average people around, but if you're, on a higher level in, in the spectrum of intelligence, looks, finances, et cetera, et cetera, you know, you got to be more picky, probably more likely to be single and not likely to, you know, take as much shit, you know? True. So True. as for why would Matt be on the show? I mean, well, I mean, yeah, like I said, the very beginning of the first episode was that if I was one of the other guys um, on the previous seasons and I was black, I'd be, yeah, pissed off because be like, why didn't I, they pick me? Am I not good enough? Um, and they pick some random person. But again, you no guy's ever gonna say no to being the bachelor. You get not only do you get like a hundred or a couple, one two hundred thousand uh, dollars. You know, you get to choose from thirty women. You know, you, your social media will blow up till I beat a million, million followers approximately. So, um, you know, your life could be set. Yeah, for, for sure. And I think they did a great job. Matt, Matt's been good, but we learned. Definitely learned uh, a little bit more this past episode. So let's get to Michelle and her weird spa day. There's rubbing, there's churning oatmeal, there's butter, there's milk, there's weird Pennsylvania, Dutch, Amish stuff going on. Uh, but their dinner date. So Matt, for the first time to a girl now, has opened up a little bit about his family past. This is the first time that we really see this. And at that moment, I want to ask you, I know I felt, and I wrote this down in my notes, at, this, at that moment, the way that the dinner went, the way that the day went, the way I'm looking at him and Michelle, I'm like, I think this is his girl. If I was a betting man, if I'm putting money on this, I, I was looking at this as, I think this is Michelle's to lose. I think Michelle is going to win at this point in the show. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. I can't well, imagine. The problem is... <clears throat> Well, a little bit of a dilemma is obviously Rachel has been in the media for right. stuff she's done in the past, you know, racist or whatever. I don't mean all the whole details, but I guess that's what it was. Uh, I'm not saying she is. Or she, she was is, at really some sort story, of but. sorority or fraternity party at, and it was like an antebellum theme, which is like old South, which is a part of their culture, which is not great because that's kind of old plantation, old, like, slavery days so it's not a great look but i don't think that she should totally be canceled and i don't think regardless that's her full you know whatever you judgment. want to believe is the fact that with a lot of people thinking that she's a certain way and then if matt chooses her to be in the final two which we'll see or the picture can you just imagine that they get to cancel matt and they get to cancel a franchise and they get to cancel her and matt because you know it's just 
are they going to be like, it's, it's okay. Cause he doesn't, he didn't know this, but it's just, but this isn't the first time it's happened either as with, uh, like guy Garrett and, uh, yeah, Becca, Becca's guy. Becca, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm sure the, after the final rows will be unbearable to watch. I'm sure it'll be beyond over the top ridiculous, but anyways, they go to the fantasy sweep. And again, like we mentioned, this is just so weird to me when she says, Matt, I'm falling in love with you. And he can just smile and kiss her. And she's like, oh my God. Like she, he didn't even say, he says nothing back. You know so maybe he doesn't love. Maybe. And that's just, that's just weird. That's just weird to me. Um, then it's Brie. They go camping. It goes well. Dinner time. They kind of revisit their common ground. Shaky relationship with their dads. They're off to the fantasy suite. Um, you know, the, the morning, everything seems good. Vibes are good. Breakfast, good sexual innu innuendos. He's like, so was it, uh, all what you expected? She goes, it was what I expected. And a little bit more yeah, and, and a little bit more. And I was like, Oh God. Um, so I thought, you know, I'm not surprised. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the episode yet, figure it out. But Brie goes home. No surprise. Their relationship was good. Couldn't you just tell it was missing that little bit extra that him and Michelle and him and Rachel have? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really goes without saying. Now, now here's where it gets a little bit interesting. So Rachel, who, now Michelle's come along, but I've still stuck by her as my number one girl, just based on what her and Matt have been throughout the entire season. How tough would it be to go third in this? Because like my relationship's yeah. really strong. I mean, you're sitting around and all you have no phone, no distractions whatsoever. You have obligations to be on camera and talk about this shit. And you got to see girls coming in all dolled up with this glow, like they just banged Matt's brains out. Matt banged their brains out, and she's just sitting around, left with nothing but her thoughts for two, three days, whatever it is. I mean, the I was not surprised that she wasn't like super chipper about going to see Matt. She felt very yeah. indifferent. Like, I don't blame her. Yeah, just imagining like if there's other way around. So I was one of the last three guys and, you know, we have this girl and knowing that most likely my future wife or a, a person I might even, let's say not even wife, let's just say the person I end up with for three to six months or my turn, this guy... Fucked by two other dudes back to back. Nice. I mean, that's yeah. gross. And, and like and that's uh, gross. And I wouldn't like that's hard. I want. I don't know if I could do it. No, that'd be very tough. And I'm not like looking down on either way. That's part of the show. That's what happens. I don't mind that. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Hey, man, you just got to take it on the chin and just that's the show." But at the same time, we're still human, and that's still. I mean, that's a fucking tough pill to swallow. Big time. That's yeah. I mean, we, we talk yeah. about it all the time. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's one like it's a totally one thing if they're just uh, you know they, they cuddle and they kiss, but it's a, a whole other ball game if you know the girl that like say I'm the one about yeah. the, the guys and now it's my turn and knowing that and especially when you don't know for sure. Well, regardless, I mean it's the same thing. You you know, but you, but, but, but you can think worst case scenario. But you know what I mean? Do, do you think that's the most common first question after a proposal happens and the cameras go off? Do you think they're like, I hey. want to know. I'd ask for sure. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the first question, right? 
just tell me, you know, it's like, I, I can understand that you did, but, um, you know, I wouldn't want, you know, you'd feel better if you're like, no, you know what? And she was like, no, I didn't end up sleeping. Oh, okay, good. Now it's my turn. Fine. Right. And, you know, and that's, then you know, that's I, when you end up divorced when you find out that you're lying. It's like, oh, yeah, no, no, I definitely didn't. That could lead to a lot of problems. And it could also mess up the engagement. You're so happy. And as soon as they yell cut and you're like, okay, who'd you fuck in the fantasy suite? It's killing me. I will not marry you if you don't tell me right now. Gun to your head. Yeah, it's pretty, like it's, I said, I'm a little surprised in the, I mean, in the year 2021 that this, that concept still exists. I know. It's just because they can get away with it because they don't really show anything. It's all left up to imagination. Such fireworks. Yes, the fireworks, which made their triumphant return with, with Rachel, who, who, and I admire, I don't know if admire is the right word, but I will say this, and this is what I like about Matt. Matt, especially if he likes you and has feelings for you, he responds and handles situations really well when maybe they don't look like they're going that great. But if you're honest and upfront with him, he usually talks it out. And whether it's you going home or the date being turned around, he usually handles it pretty well. And him and the girl are able to talk it out. I mean, Rachel, when she walked up to Matt, Matt was excited and Rachel was defeated. I'm like, she's got no chance here. I'm like, if they even make it to dinner, she's going to have a breakdown at dinner. It's not going to happen. But Rachel basically stopped their pottery class that they were doing and was honest and upfront with him. And she's like, I can't do this anymore. I got to fucking talk to you. And that's what they did. And it's a complete 180. I think it was a great move by Rachel and good on Matt too. Like that shows that in this short amount of time, the relationship is strong enough to a point where they're able to do that. And it's not in that honeymoon phase. Like, you know, when you're like early on in a relationship, there's that honeymoon phase where everything's good. But then you really find out if you're going to be able to make it past these first initial couple of weeks, couple of months, whatever it is. When there's that first initial conflict and you have to sit down and have a conversation with someone and talk something out. If you're able to kind of work past that, I feel like that's a good sign for, hey, I could actually have more than just a, you know, few month fling with this person. So I thought that was big for the relationship. Yeah, I, I think that I think that checks out. So complete one eighty, um, uh, and 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 here we are. So we're at the rose ceremony now. As we mentioned earlier, three gals, two roses. They go to Michelle number one. Second rose to Rachel. No surprise, Brie goes home. The only way that Michelle and Rachel weren't getting roses if they blew it. So if Rachel just would have gone along with the pottery class pouted all day, felt sorry for herself, not addressed anything, didn't talk with Matt and had a breakdown at dinner, she would have gone home, but she didn't. And that's why Rachel's, Jesus Christ, sorry. That's why Rachel's still around. Um, I love Brie. I think she's great, but not surprised uh, that she's heading home. And we're, we're off to the finale and after the final rose without our uh, beloved canceled Chris Harrison. Um, so are, are you excited to see who gets the final rose? Or are you just excited you're not, not going to have to watch this show anymore? To be honest, I really don't care that much. Um, <laughs> I'm, the more thing I'm more curious on is um, the final rose when they talk and then like if they, if they bring up anything about Rachel. And I'm right. curious about that. Number two, I'd be curious, again, how long we, how long the couple lasts. Usually, usually it's a six months max. Six months yeah, max a year. No, it's usually around six months, I think. 
yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see about everything. Maybe Matt will, it'll break up. It'll fizzle out. Things start to open back up. And then maybe he makes his way back to Heather. They have mutual friends. Look out for that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll look see. out for that. Well, thank you so much for watching, everyone. This has been the Bachelor Roundup. Joe Vore, Daniel McGuire, those are his eyebrows. Remember, YouTube, subscribe the Joe Vore podcast. Hit those bell, hit that bell notifications. Never miss an episode. Apple and Spotify, the Joe Vore podcast. Follow, like, subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Finale, I'm excited. Daniel is excited to be done. Excited for different reasons, nevertheless excited. Peace.